I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. In this week's episode, we'll discuss 10 tips for showing up online as your wonderfully unique and attractive self. Today's guest is Mara Stefan, who wrote the article that was published in The Goodman Project titled Searching for a Unicorn in an Online World. 10 Things Women Wish You Knew. We'll discuss how to make the task of sorting through all the profiles a little easier, why the eyes have it, and why you should smile in your photographs, be available emotionally, and for God's sakes, keep your clothes on. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Mara Stefan has spent most of her more than 25-year career helping companies and executives establish thought leadership positions with their industries. She has overseen strategic partnerships with organizations including the World Economic Forum, TED, the Nantucket Project, and Thinkers 50, among others. She's also a writer who's currently working on a book aimed at women in the post-pandemic world of work and often writes lifestyle blogs that have been published on sites like Thrive Global. Mara is a recovering hockey mom and attempts to navigate life's challenges with the help of her family, friends, silly pets, and wine as needed. Mara has been single for years now and is no stranger to online dating and has a lot to say about profiles, her love-hate relationship with online dating, and the process of finding a soulmate. It is my honor to welcome Mara to the show today. Hi, Mara. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Good. It's so great to have you here. This is so fun. So I recently photographed you for an upcoming speaking opportunity, and I snuck in a few poses for online dating to help push you to start dating. And after the shoot, you shared with me an article that you wrote about online dating. I thought it was so valuable and it could help our listeners. Mara, what prompted you to write this piece? So we're going back several years. My girlfriends and I would get together on weekends and we'd share stories. And it just became kind of a little bit of a joke that there were so many people online that didn't know how to present themselves well. I kind of got frustrated, to be honest. There were some funny things that happened to me, and I thought, I'm just going to capture this. Somebody's got to write about this. And I did, and I, I remember sharing it with, with my friends and my sister, and they were like, you got to get this published. This thing is so funny. Just, just do it. It's so good. I love it. And I'm glad that you wrote it. And a lot has changed in the world with your dating relationships, all the different things you've gone through. So I'm glad that you took the time and wrote that article then, because you were in that creative space and you were experiencing all these things and then you kind of freeze all those lessons in that time, in that moment. When you go back to look at it and it doesn't matter if it was then or now, it still rings true. What made me laugh is that you took my picture and by the way, it's my favorite one of all the ones you shot and everyone has complimented me on it. So thank you for that. And anyone that has the ability to get you to, to photograph them should just so impressed In terms of what's changed, it was so funny because I hadn't read the article, really hadn't thought about it. I've been in, you know, other relationships since I wrote it. And you're kind of nudging me to go back on. And I started this, this joking, like, no, I love it in a way. And then I read it myself before I sent it to you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is all true now, too. These tips and words of advice and trying to help people find each other are all very much relevant. I'd say even more so now. Because so many people, as you, you've been telling me, have gone online, right? What were the percentages you were sharing with me pre-COVID to now? Okay, so when I started the podcast, 
right before the pandemic, it was 30% of people were online dating. And within four weeks of launching Shot at Love, it jumped to 96%. That's remarkable. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like the stats are 85% of relationships all were found online in 2020 and 2021. Because how else are you going to meet people? Because everybody's in lockdown. And I'm listening to you read my bio, and I'm thinking about all the things I do with my time and energy, which is not scrolling through <laughs> profile pictures. I'm traveling, I'm working, I'm, I've put a lot of energy into my career, and I'm really proud of that. But you're the one that's reminding me to give time and energy like I do to my career to dating, which right. I'm only now thinking about doing again. Right. Very common. I know you said it was easier during the pandemic to just focus on your work and focus on your family. Many, many people did that. And then there were many people who said that was a breaking point for them. They could not stand being isolated and they could not stand being alone. So that was the pandemic push to get them back out there. I'm always encouraging people, if you put the designated time in, and you show up for yourself, you will find love. It's like anything. It's it's like if you put the time in at work, then you'll get that promotion or you'll get whatever you're aiming for. Work and dating is one and the same to me. People separate it and create all these blocks, and I try to help people remove those blocks. Let's talk about some of the difficult lessons from your past relationships where you were then, where you are now, and why you vow to do things differently. And I believe that you will. First off, thank you. Back then, I was newly single, really thinking about dating with a very different mindset. I wasn't interested in being divorced and going straight into my next long-term relationship. And online dating, if you remember back at that time, was a lot more of casual relationships being formed. And so I had, I had very low expectations to start. And I do think, to your point the other day, whatever expectation you set is what you get. And that is what I, I thought about, like, online dating's not for me and, you know, keep it casual. Today, coming through COVID, looking at our world, people have gone through so much loss. There's so much grief out there. I was in a situation about a year ago where I moved to a new company and, and was really considering a, a move abroad. So it was like that convenient excuse for me between COVID and getting ready to move, that dating is just not in in even my rear view mirror. I couldn't consider it, wasn't willing to think about it. And you told me the other day, like, you're out of excuses, Mara. And I think mm. you're right. Yeah. And I think what's changed for me now, I'm probably more vulnerable, but I'm also more open and willing than I might have been the years back when I wrote that that article. I think when you get to that point where you're like, I am out of excuses and the time is now, why wait? Yeah, why wait? None of us knows how long we have on this planet in this lifetime. And for those that have lost friends and family to COVID, to to heart disease, to, to so much, right? There's just so much loss. And maybe for me, the moment is now. I've, I've got children in college. I'm not running around to hockey. That, that recovering hockey role is really interesting and weird. Mm. But at the same time, I'm still scared. I'm definitely scared. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm so fully ready and confident to go out and date. To put the energy and the time in, as you're suggesting, feels like a heavy lift to me because mm. it's not familiar. You're making small shifts. So you're starting small. So yeah. one of the things you decided to do was put yourself out there to meet new people, make new friends, 
which is investing in yourself, just like investing in a headshot. So once you started to go out more, be open to new friendships, do that headshot that you've been meaning to do, you're starting to change the energy around you. You start little by little. That's how you do it. One step at a time, one date, all the no's get you closer to the yes. It doesn't have to be terrifying. I really believe that. It was easier for you to reach out to me because you had the upcoming speaking opportunity. When it's business, you're like gangbusters. But when it's for you, you just haven't done it in a while. So you're just kind of out of practice. If you take that first step, the universe takes 10 steps behind you. You're such a mad manifester. What are your thoughts about investing in yourself and putting in the appropriate time and to show up consistently on these dating apps? Like if you're going to do it, you got to do it right and you've got to play to win. You can't do it in like a half ass way, really. I think that's probably why I haven't dated over the last couple of years with COVID because I just wasn't willing or maybe I couldn't find the time to commit and make the investment like you're talking about. And I do think it's breaking it down. And I know when we talked during the photo shoot, one of the things I'm thinking about, and if there's any other listeners out there that are having the same kind of fear and trepidation that I have, I think it's going to be more about have the opportunity to meet people Yes, maybe it's a date. Maybe that person isn't going to end up being the, the one you end up with. But I might gain a few friends along the way, and I'm open to that possibility too. And if I take that burden away, then it's just an opportunity to meet people. And I'm, I'm very comfortable socially. I'm going to kind of use that as my mindset as I go forward now. I think that's great. And I think that's really valuable for somebody who feels stuck or feels terrified and is really frightened about dating. If you just look at it as an opportunity... I looked at it as an opportunity, maybe I'll get a new client, maybe I'll get a new friend. I was in a magazine in New England, and they did a, a write-up about Shot at Love, and I had to laugh because a lot of the people that I dated on Tinder liked the post. Did they come back and they said it? They, they, they were just, they're just cheering me on from afar Aww. because I had made nice friends, even though they weren't the one, they weren't the, the person I wasn't supposed to be with or end up with. I still have those likes, you know, on Instagram or whatever. That's nice. It makes me happy. I think we genuinely want good things for one another. And if, if you kind of go into to dating and, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a divorced woman with teenage children and older. So for me, it's just an entirely different experience today to consider dating. I don't have young kids at home. I don't have to navigate that with somebody. It makes it actually easier even for a future partner to be part of my journey. Yeah. No, it's good. You're at the perfect time. People don't realize that people in their 50s is the largest group onboarding these dating sites. And it's for that exact reason that it's time for them. The children are now in college and you wake up in an empty home and you don't have all those obligations. That light kind of shines right on yourself where, okay, I guess now I have to create the next phase, the next chapter of my life. It's very common for people, once the children go to college, to feel that way. You said something earlier about we all want to wish each other well and encourage each other, and I think that's why you wrote this list, because you could see that people didn't have a clue of what they were doing on online. It's so true. Let's go through this list, what women wish you knew. So number one, 
I love this, being a photographer. The <laughs> eyes have it. Everyone says the eyes are the window to the soul, and there's a reason for that. Tell me about the sunglasses and the hat and all that. Well, after a while, I felt like all the men that I was looking at online looked the same. They had the same hats, the same glasses, most of them taking pictures in their cars, and, and I couldn't distinguish who they were. I knew nothing about them, and I could read some words, but you're a photographer, Carrie. You know this better than I do. How much do you see in a person when you're looking at them? You're trying to capture their essence. Mm. Who is this individual? And I would, I would much rather see them. I can read a lot more about who that person is if right. I don't have to fight through glasses. And Yeah, that's a common thing men do, for sure. In the car, gym selfies, bathroom selfies, bad. Holding a fish. Why is everybody fishing? I don't know why they're all holding fish. I'm not going to go fishing with them. I don't want to go fishing, and I don't want that fish coming into my house because, A, I don't know how to cook it, and, B, it's going totally. to be really bad. Yeah, so golfing, a lot of that. Yeah. The other one, number two, is keep your clothes on. So no more half-dressed selfies, tank tops, or muscle pics. Please, they creep me out and make me want to skip your profile altogether. Who am I kidding? I will notice how tight your abs are, but I'm not going to date you because I'm thinking that you care more about your body than you do me. I still feel that way. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so number three, smile. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that many of you played high school and probably college sports, so when you took the team pictures, it was better to look fierce and intimidating. This is very interesting to me because I see this with the senior boys that I photograph. They all throw their head back. It's a really interesting thing because I've seen it in my photography career. I think the smile, I encourage women when I photograph them, just be smile. Just smile and be yourself. And it's a really hard thing to do. Because we're all self-conscious. Very few of us aren't self-conscious, right? I mean, my perfect day and body might not be today. <laughs> I don't know. But if I smile, somebody's going to see who I really am. Mm. And the picture that you just took that I put on Facebook, literally 100 comments from friends and people came out of the woodwork to say, you look so authentic. You look so beautiful. I felt the love all day yesterday in a way I haven't in some time. And I was so very flattered because you captured my genuine smile and this picture that I'm like, I actually look good. And I was happy to have that. And now I can use it for work. And you're telling me to put it up on profiles. And I'm like, yeah, baby, I'll get there. But I do appreciate that. And if you can see somebody smile, you can see, you just see who their essence is. And I feel right. like we're missing that in these, some of these pictures where people are so fierce. I'm terrified of that. I'm going to keep skipping mm. by. Yeah, no, I know. It's really hard, but you can see a lot in the eyes and you can see a lot in how people hold themselves and if they are confident enough to just smile and be their natural self. That mm. will sell you all day long on these dating sites. That's right. Really? Because doing these like duck pouty lips and uh, these faces, it doesn't work. It does the opposite. Do you think coming through COVID, people have become more authentic? I'm kind of hoping that's what's happened. And that may be the, the reality of like, you know, we're all in this together. Life is complicated. Life is short. Bring our real selves here and try. From my dating experience, I feel like people were really cool and accepting. You know, my car might not have been cleaned or I ran out and, you know, had lipstick on my teeth, whatever it was. People kind of got a kick out of 
my imperfections. I was doing my very best. <laughs> and, and it sounds like you were keeping it together, barely. Barely, but I was still showing up and I was still dating. And I think people have a lot on their plates, mm-hmm. especially with COVID, the worry and, and their job situation, whatever's going on. I think people are more understanding and more compassionate. I do as well. And I think if there are people like me that are listening to you that are kind of considering, do I, do I not? Oh my God, I don't know. Just the sheer numbers alone make it worth a try. Opportunity to self-select and you know recognize I can go meet people and not have it be the end-all be-all and not put that kind of pressure on myself mm. or on my date. Let's just make it an easy thing. And I think being willing to do that is the first step. Just saying, I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah, I think just try. And if you have a business mind, just look at it like you're going on a business interview. Like, it doesn't have to be long. You'll know if that person's your person. Not every person is your person. Not everyone is a listener of this show. That's okay. Yeah. If that person isn't compassionate and kind, you don't want to date them anyways. When I wrote the article, my intention at the time was to say, let me help you, help me find you, because Mm. I really want people to to be happy and to, to be in relationships that work. Yeah. And so when I was developing this list of 10 items, it was like, what would help them? What would make it better? Hey guys, you know, the half-dressed selfie isn't going to be a turn on to a lot of people. If you really don't know who you are as an individual, or you're just coming out of a relationship, you might not be ready for me. And not that there's anything wrong. I might think we're, we're great but you're not emotionally going to be truly available to me for some time. And I would just say, I don't want to put myself in that situation. No. Please, please don't make that my responsibility to, to fix that. Right. Just do some work. Because some people can take decades to be ready. They're not available. That's right. And, and I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts and talking about that emotionally unavailable person. There are a lot of us out there. I probably have been that at times as well. I'm not there now. I'm really happy because I've done some heavy thinking and work on myself. I just want the same in, in a partner. Somebody else has done that, that kind of self-reflection. Right, which leads to number four. <laughs> Talk to me. I know it's awkward and sometimes hard to interact with someone that you don't know, but I would love it if you would tell me what makes you tick and what motivates you and what makes you uncomfortable. If you can't tell me these things, how am I ever going to know what you stand for? It is okay to be vulnerable because we all are anyway. Most of us have been hurt, betrayed, or struggled through our own painful breakups. Maybe we are in the same place or maybe we aren't. But I'll know if you tell me. It can be really hard for people, but it's really refreshing if people can just let the mask down and just tell it like it is. Yeah, and I'm hoping that COVID brought that forward for most of us. Maybe not all of us, but I think many people, perhaps that's what we can think about now. Yeah. I mean, I think for women, it's difficult because if they are truthful, then they're so afraid of being labeled as like a hot mess or something, that they're a damsel in distress or whatever. That's not true. I think you can have these things happen to you in your life and things don't work out, but that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that you evolved to be another person and that relationship didn't withstand. Yeah. And that's growth. And that's a good thing. So I think it's like how you frame it up, your past, and say, you know, yeah, I had some things, some hits, some misses, some relationships that didn't work out. It's really how you present those 
things that people are afraid to share. Yeah, but if they did, I would think that would create emotional intimacy so much more quickly. You'd get to know somebody on a first or a second date and not have to wait till date six or seven when they let their guard down. Mm. Why don't we just try? If you bring it, they'll bring it. Like if you're more open, then they're going to be forced to be that way as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Number five is be available emotionally. If you are really angry with your ex, then you really aren't ready to be with me. For those of you who are newly separated, I'm being kind when I say this, but please get off the site. Well, this is a big thing. We've we talked about this before on an episode I had with Daniel Harold. He's a divorced dad, and he said that was the biggest mistake that he made was dating when he was trying to figure it all out, and he wasn't ready, and he hurt a lot of people. He's a really nice guy, and he never wanted to hurt. And he himself got hurt, and I see that happening a lot. It's a little bit more clear now, online dating, I believe, because people are putting in the bio, looking for a long-term relationship, looking for something casual. Mm -hmm. So you're not wasting as much time now, I feel like. So that is a plus, and people, if they want to be casual, they're putting that. Yeah. This was my understanding back when I was considering all this, that there were different sites for different needs. So at the time, and I'm so fascinated by your success on Tinder, because for me, it was like, oh, no, that's the hookup site. I'm not going there. Right. I'll go to Match or I'll go to eHarmony or some of these others that I, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't now. But at the time, that there were only a couple sites that felt like they were about finding the relationship Mm -hmm. versus the hookup. And again, not judging, nothing wrong. But for me at that time, that wasn't what I wanted. I wasn't looking for it. And then you used it in an entirely different way more recently and have had, you know, great success. And and I'm just so fascinated because if you've been out of the dating world, maybe you don't know that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And for me, I had every girlfriend and every married friend tell me that I was nuts and that Tinder was dangerous and all those things. And I just didn't find that at all. It was fast. It worked for me. And I think you need to listen to yourself. Try many dating apps to see which one works best for you. You'll know which one works if you try various sites. I think it's important to not listen to all the static and people's opinions. Yeah, It's just simply a tool to have you meet other people. Well, and you talked about it as a numbers game. And so for, for me, the non-analytical, I'm the writer. <laughs> yeah. I'm a strategic thinker, but I'm not, I'm not quantifying my life by numbers. So I, that was interesting to me to listen to you talk about it. And I think Scott was on the, yeah. the, the podcast. Well, Scott's a numbers you. guy. So he's so. a numbers guy. And you, you were both kind of sharing that it's a numbers game. Again, people like myself, it's hard to think that way because that's not how I, I operate. So I was, I was interested and it was like, hmm, okay, change your thinking a little bit. Maybe it is a numbers game. And I have a good friend who's always said that. And maybe he's, he's obviously got something. There's the numbers game piece. And then there's also how do you get more visible on these dating sites? And there's different ways of doing that. And because Scott didn't participate, he really got buried on Tinder I was his only match. You only needed one. And you got a great match. Yeah. It like, so, makes me so happy. And I hear your story and I've met him a few years ago. And I love that you're together and your lives are, are blended. It's, it's a remarkable success story for sure. It is. And it's proof that when you meet the right person, that they rise up and they make sure that they work within your life. 
people or women a lot of times try to twist themselves into a pretzel to accommodate the man. And I think that's a bad way to set things up. Well, you know, one of the later points in the article was don't be needy. And I was saying it to, to the men, but women do it too. We also have to recognize we do have busy lives. And if I don't text back right away or I don't hear from somebody, it's not necessarily a reason to think they don't like me or don't want to do something with me. Right. That was a, a really interesting lesson learned and trying to say to somebody like, I'll tell you when I'm ready to, you know, to do something, but give me time to get there. Yeah. I think that's good that you're showing that you have a busy, full life. And I think that's attractive. Being always accessible and always right there, men don't necessarily like that. And women don't either. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number six, no picture means no response. If I can muster up the courage to post a few pics, so can you. If you can't because of your high-profile job or something of a confidential nature, then I'm immediately thinking that you're either a stalker or a fraud. Neither of these things is motivating me to open your profile. I don't think there's that as much anymore. I think that might have been more at that time when people were just starting to test out online dating and they were unsure and self-conscious and kind of like see if they could go on and find profiles and then maybe offer a picture if they found someone they liked. Right. Right. I hear that a lot from my friends who are really successful or have companies or are in the media or they have some kind of celebrity status that they they will maybe use a fake name or something. They won't put their business. They won't put like CEO or whatever. So I, I do hear that. Number seven is lying about your age. This goes hand in hand for those of you sharing pictures that are more than five years old. It's not authentic, and I'm going to be disappointed when I meet you. So this is interesting because I had older photographs because I was just not in a good place. But I should have known better being a photographer. I did look older than my photographs, but it wasn't so bad. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, if you want to lie about your age and that's going to get you out the door to date someone, go ahead, go for it. But there's a moment of truth. It's going to catch you. It's going to catch you. I get it. Some people, it backfires. Because if they lie about their age, then... What else are they going to lie to me about? It's off-putting to some people. To me, it is. Maybe to others, it's fine. Or this is what we all do kind of thing, and you justify it. But I would have a hard time. I would would certainly have a moment of pause to wonder if... Are there other things I'm not going to know? Are they going to lie to me about that too? But I do think once you get to a certain age, like if you go on Tinder, you will be shocked how many people are age 59. Like they're not, they're 62, they're 64. They all put 59. That may also be part because of the algorithms and the way that you get presented and people are like kind of marking off those choices, right? Yeah, I do think there's, I can, I can understand that. Mm. I honestly can, but it better come out like immediately. I don't want to wait. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's good. Okay, number eight, sexual orientation. I'm a sucker for a sensitive guy, but I'm not interested in dating someone who is unsure of their sexual orientation. Please don't ask me out if you're unsure how you roll. I'm supportive of you, but it's not fair to me that you don't know what you want. This is a selfish move that I shouldn't... Did this really happen to you? It, it really did. Oh my God. <laughs> All of these things happened to me, and then some of these things happened to a lot of my friends as well. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the list could have been longer than 10. I just picked those 10 because at the time, those were the ones that were kind of like most relevant to me. Yeah. That happened to my sister a lot. Like she would be like, I keep going out with people and they're just, they're not looking for a woman. And I would be like, how does that happen? I hear about it. Mm. I, I never experienced it. I remember, I won't say which site because I can't remember which site, but there was a, there was a gentleman that complimented me on this photograph and he said, and I'm gay. And I'm like, why are you on this site if this is a, a heterosexual site? I oh don't understand. The, the relationship that I'm talking about didn't really go very far because I was very sure that the person uh, that had asked me out was very uncertain of who they were. And it just, it fizzled very quickly as you can imagine. How great would it be to find the love of your life? The man of your dreams. Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it, and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. So number nine, don't be needy. We mentioned that earlier. If I don't respond to a wink or email within a day, it may be because I'm working. I've heard this. It's a complaint. People have to be focused during their job and they don't want to be texting everybody all day. But if you don't pay attention to these guys at some point within the day, they will go. Yep. They will go find someone who will, depending on how much attention they, they want. And isn't that a good indicator for my future relationship to not be with somebody who's going to require that much of my time and attention, I will never make them happy. So right. I'm probably not the right person for them. Right. You need a, like a really driven, smart guy. I said this from the beginning. So if you're out there and you're listening, <laughs> send me a DM for Mara. <laughs> She's blushing and you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 10, email and texting. I will share my number and email when I'm ready, trying to force it out of me after our first interaction is going to make you seem desperate and insecure even if you aren't either of those things I want to get to know you first so I can feel more comfortable sharing that information this is a big one people get this is a fear again it's all fear for sure it is fear and you know, I'll tell you you can block people you've really got to manage the fear I understand being safe yeah you could go down that rabbit hole pretty quickly about the number and where I live, at some point, you're going to have to trust in the universe and the plan that this is what we have to do. We have to put ourselves out there. Well, and I think that might be one of those points where today it's, it's easier to do that than it might have been back when I wrote that article. I agree. We're living online. Our whole lives are online now. Yeah. People can find me 
they can find me in so many places. I'm not hiding. You, yeah. can, you can find my phone number, all those things. So I'm not pretending that you can't find it. And I think today I might be a little more willing to make that exchange. Right. Had dinner with friends and exchanged numbers with somebody because there's an opportunity maybe to date, but definitely to become friends. And, and it, I didn't give it a second thought. That's good. Yeah. I thought about it because you can Google me. I've been in the media for my entire adult life. I own a studio with my name outside. <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy to find me. I had to get over that. You're larger than life. And I mean that as like the <laughs> most impressive compliment to you. I mean, people want to know you. Oh, the, it, all right. This is being cut. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> It's true. Come on. I mean it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's scary. People like, they follow you. They listen. Oh my, I'm going to be awesome. under the table right now. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> but I'm glad you wrote this list down because now we can actually see that there has been ch- changes yeah. and shifts in, in dating. But there's still as much nonsense then, it may just be slightly different, as there is now. And dating can be difficult. But aside from the frustrations that people have, it's not enough to not try. It's not enough not to try. Talk about how you're working on getting over the fear or overcoming being terrified to get back out there. Because I think a lot of people really struggle with this. Yeah, I don't have one right way to do it, and maybe I'll tell you later once I do a little bit more. I think for me, it's it's baby steps, you know, one foot in front of the other. And you and I were talking about this during the photo shoot. You know, you get comfortable the more you do something. I might have to kind of force myself to, even if I'm not on a, an online date, I still need to go out and do things and start to think about and open my thinking up to the possibility. I'm, I'm really good at closing it off and focusing on work and not giving anything else my attention. So I think it's like making room and I tend to journal. I write about things. I, you, you laugh at me because I manifest things. I think about a red card shows up and you know, all those ways. Mm. I think for relationships and, and starting to date, like I just need to start thinking about it in a, with a positive attitude. Yeah. And you can manifest love by writing it down in a journal because that's what I did with my top 10 list. I wrote my top 10 list every single day. And at the end of the list, I said, thank you. He's here. Did that list change or was it the same list every day? That list had to change because number one was tall. And tall (laughs) had to come off my list entirely. Okay. (laughs) And I had like, you know, the same thing over and over again within those 10 things. Can't have a wandering eye. Must not be a cheater. I mean, it was all the same thing. It was crazy. But I was learning. Yeah. And that list can change. The point is, is that you just take action. And if you can't, Take action. I mean, I was carried by a handful of girlfriends to the other side. They were sent to me by God, literally, in this time of crisis. I had to text not one of them, but like five of them through the day, every day while dating. When I sent you the text and I said, I'm going to be your accountability partner, you said that was really helpful. Yeah. And so if the process scares the hell out of you, then lean on your girlfriend's. Because there's going to be times in their life that they're going to need to lean on you. And that's what friends are here for. And it's really hard to ask. It is hard to ask because I'm so independent. I don't really need much in my life. I feel very blessed and really grateful, very capable of taking care of myself. So making a choice to date today is a very different choice because I'm not dating because I need somebody. I'm dating 
because I want to have a relationship. I want to share some of these amazing experiences with someone. That's the right moment and maybe the right mindset to think about dating now. Yeah, it is the time. One of the things that you said to me, and I thought it was really interesting, you said, the pandemic made us feel bad about ourselves. We gained weight. We were mm-hmm. lazy. We binge watched every, I mean, God, I ran out we of stuff. We couldn't get our hair watch. done. Like. <laughs> we couldn't, for God forbid, for women that can't get their hair done. Yeah. Women of a certain age that need, yeah, <laughs> need right. a little help here. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, we all were doing the very best we could. That's right. That has to be enough. But the stress does crazy things to you. I feel like everybody was falling apart. I was tired of looking like a homeless person. Like I needed to put on regular clothes and my job forces me to do that, thank God. Mm-hmm. When you dress a certain way and you don't, it, it just is like this terrible... Easy to go down the spiral. It is easy to go down the spiral and you just don't feel good about yourself. So I think get a new outfit, buy a new pair of jeans, get headshots, do whatever you need to do to feel better about yourself. Like I laugh and I would always get like a spray tan or get my hair blown out. I didn't need to do that. Eventually over time, I didn't need to have like this killer outfit. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And I had the worst outfit on when I met my boyfriend. He didn't care. He still doesn't care. <laughs> I'm not going to tell your your female listeners not to go shopping or find a killer outfit. <laughs> and I'll help them justify that purchase every time. <laughs> yeah. Do what you need to do to get yeah. your confidence back and just get out there. And it's about moving on. Mara, when you lost your mom, it was so traumatic. And one of the things that you did was you walked your dog because that act of one step forward helped you to move forward on your new path. And I thought that was so powerful. And I know there's so many listeners who are still in a process of grieving because that process is long and it's not linear. I mean, think about the collective loss that we have as a country, globally. That's going to be a process that will never leave you. So I still believe that you can find love wherever you are at whatever stage. Well, and it's interesting because you're bringing up a different article that I wrote more recently, and that was was more about my profound transformation after losing my mom. And she'd been here as my nanny and my my best friend. And thinking about where we are as a globe, as a population with the collective loss, I mean, those were lessons I had to learn on how to move forward in my life. And there were so many things that that needed to happen. And, And I think they still serve us well take the walk, let the walk be the metaphor of life. And I think with dating, it's no different. It's just making the intentional move to say, I'm going to do this. Right. Forward is forward. Forward is forward. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm an equestrian. I've ridden horses my whole life. And we always joke that there, any problem with a horse that you need to fix is to send them forward. Always. There is no other way. Wow. That's good. Say that over and over to yourself, that forward is forward and Baby steps count. Mara, you have spent all this time learning, healing a broken heart. You won't suffer fools this time around. True. And you know what you want. And I'm excited for you to explore what's out there. And you know that it all can be managed by you, that you control the narrative, and that you can do this and do it in a different way. So thank you for sharing what not to do, because I know it will help our listeners. Where can people find out more about you or follow you on social media? 
I'm on LinkedIn for work. You can find me there at Mara Steffen. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I'm on Twitter. Okay. I loved having you on the show today. I think you're super inspiring. And you will come back when you find love. <laughs> okay. I'll look forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on, Carrie. Thank you. so you. much fun. So fun. And for now, this week's Shot at Love dating tips that are inspired by our guest, Mara Steffen. Number one, if the dating process scares the hell out of you, it's helpful to lean on your friends. Have a wing girl or an accountability partner, someone to cheer you on, to push you out of your comfort zone. Number two, the time is now. It's time, why? Because you've run out of excuses. Take one step at a time and I promise it will get easier. You'll gain more confidence over time and you'll get there. Number three, Dating can be difficult and at times downright frustrating, but that's not enough not to try. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Shot at Love is now airing on iHeartRadio Live on Power Me Up Radio, Talk 24-7, the station with heart on iHeart. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.